Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva paper towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. Bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Hoping to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at and illusion is usually king. Streaming live on iHeartRadio and available as a podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes. Or shoot me an email. The address is rightnowjimdaws at gmail.com. You can call the vent line and leave your rants at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. So I promise, I promise, I'm not going to get bogged down and do the whole show on impeachment. We are going to touch on that, but we're going to... <laughs> break out of this uh this trap this impeachment insanity that the democrats have got going on and and turn to other news as well i'll catch you up on the uh the republican uh white house attorneys uh, final arguments and john bolton uh but uh, we're going to start with the president in wildwood new jersey last night yes the president of the united states took time out from impeachment and making peace in the middle east and and uh just a whole slate of other agenda items to uh, to travel up to South New Jersey to Wildwood. I don't know if you've uh, you're familiar with it, but it's out on the very southern tip of New Jersey on a barrier island, just above Cape May, New Jersey, uh, which is on the point there at the mouth of the Delaware Bay. I've uh, I've actually spent some time up there with an old Navy buddy surfing Cape May. Uh, it is a beautiful area. It is uh, very unlike uh, the atmosphere in the rest of New Jersey in that it is more conservative, more Republican. You know, their, their congressman, uh, uh, Jeff Van Drew, changed parties because of the uh, the Democrats' impeachment frenzy. Uh, and I was sort of surprised that he had been elected from that area because um, it, it is a, a conservative part of New Jersey, if you can believe it. It's a beautiful area. And the president rolled into town uh, and had a a rally at their convention center, which seats just 7,000 people. And the turnout was huge. They had people waiting in line for two days in freezing temperatures uh, to uh, to get in. And, um, and there were actually more people outside the convention center than inside because it was a, a, a small venue compared to what the president normally attends. And, you know, I, I watched it. I'm not going to play you any long clips. It, it was his standard stump speech. But um, what was uh, notable, obviously, was he's going into New Jersey. 
he was taking uh, time and energy to to go up to New Jersey, and uh, most people would view that as sort of a uh, a futile effort. That there's no way uh, Donald Trump is going to win New Jersey, but as we'll detail later on in the show, um, it, it is quite possible that the Democrats are going to nominate Bernie Sanders to be their candidate in the general election. And if that happens, I would say that every state in the nation is going to be in play, um, maybe with the exception of California. But if the Democrats are caught in this trap that they're actually going to nominate a, um, a, a declared socialist he's in fact a marxist and and has uh communist leanings and yeah new jersey will be in play i couldn't help but wondering you know watching the relatively small house last night uh, what are the people that are not able to get inside that have waited in line uh and not able to actually get into the venue are, are they being alienated are they are they happy with their um uh with the way they're being treated, they, they, they set up big screens out there and I'm sure they collect everybody's information and, and treat them as well as possible. But you know, they got to be disappointed that they didn't get inside and the president, um, you know, uh, uh, calls out to them on the big screen. But, um, I just, I wonder if that might be not be discouraging and, and make them feel like they're, they're not uh, appreciated. I, I certainly hope that's not the case. Uh, they they set up big screens out there, and they have uh, they have vendors and everything. It, hell, as far as I know, it may be more fun outside. Kaylee McInerney uh, was uh, surveying the scene before the uh, rally, and here's what she had to say from Wildwood, New Jersey. We are here in Wildwood, New Jersey. It's 40 degrees. It's freezing cold, but everyone here wants four more years. They're sleeping out overnight, camping out. They want four more years. Yeah, I hope uh, I hope we have four more years, and I hope we uh, we end up with the uh, well. There's no doubt we're going to end up with the original four. Kellyanne Conway, another of these uh, beauties from uh, the, the Trump orbit, um, who is from New Jersey. Uh, uh, Governor Chris Christie was also in attendance. But Kellyanne Conway was proud to see the president in her home state. And she was invited up to the microphone and uh, gave this short uh, shout out to the crowd. And I love you back. Mr. President, I think South Jersey is Trump country. (laughs) Mr. President, thank you for all you've done to add respect and resources to our military, to our great veterans, having the best economy in the world, two new trade deals, two Supreme Court justices, two dead terrorists. That's two terms. Jersey's my home. Donald Trump's my president. Melania Trump's my first lady. Life is great, everyone. God bless you. 
So Kellyanne Conway spent about a minute uh, shouting out to her home state there in Wildwood, New Jersey. I think that's the least I've heard Kellyanne have to say uh, ever. But um, she is a uh, she's a great asset to the Trump White House. So uh, you know, could New Jersey be in play? Probably not. But the way Demo- boy things are going, the way the Democrats are uh, committing. Harry Carey, uh, hell, you never know. People are getting sick of this impeachment. I, I know, um, you know, I'm probably beating this uh, this horse uh, to a bloody pulp here on this show and that the listeners are going to get tired of it. I promise that going forward, I'm going to make sure that uh, it's not all impeachment all the time. I've got uh, locked into it because, well, you know, it, it, it obviously is a historic event and uh, and a real threat to the uh, to the Trump presidency, not because he's going to be removed, but because they're they're trying to make him unelectable. But I think it's it's boomeranging as so many of these things that the Democrats get involved with do. It's boomeranging on them. I think uh, Nancy Pelosi withheld these articles of impeachment for thirty three days to uh, allow her to lock Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren up in the Senate and give Joe Biden the run of the field. But it's not working. As a matter of fact. It appears that the more that the voters in Iowa see of Bernie or uh, Joe Biden, the the less they like him. And now Bernie Sanders, a declared Marxist, is leading in the Iowa caucuses by 15 points. We've got the the vote coming up just next week. Hey, before we go on, I want to remind you to get your uh, your name and email address to me, so you'll be eligible for the drawing of the. America Pride Roasters Coffee, uh, their their special blend, their Mojo Five O blend, will be giving it away at the end of the week. This will be the last week, so give me your name and email address, and you'll be eligible to win this uh, this gourmet boutique uh, America Pride Roasters Coffee. Or you can go online at americaprideroasters.com dot com and just get you a bag uh, for sure. So the president's attorneys made the final arguments yesterday. I'm not going to get deeply into them. But um, they're basically uh, saying that if this were a normal case, it it wouldn't, it wouldn't, we wouldn't be talking about witnesses. We would never even get to trial because this case would be dismissed on summary judgment because the Democrats failed to make uh, any accusation that was worthy of impeachment. They stated no impeachment case. They came up with these amorphous uh, articles. The Article 2, obstruction of justice, is a farce, and Article 1 is too vague. Uh, they're trying to pour every uh, bit of hate they can into this abuse of power article, and it's, it's just not going to work. And they made Adam Schiff the face of impeachment, the most repulsive, uh, discredited, Biggest liar in Washington, D.C. is carrying their impeachment case for them. But uh, uh, Mitch McConnell came out last night and said that uh, announced that he does not have the votes to deny witnesses. So it looks like they're going to drag us through several more weeks of this. And that's why I say I'm not going to I'm not going to focus the whole show on on impeachment going forward. But we're going to talk about this. This John Bolton thing the new york times weaponized uh leaks from his upcoming book 
claiming that uh, people who have read drafts of it say that he writes that <clears throat> that John, uh, that uh, Donald Trump admitted that he was withholding aid to uh, to get at the Bidens. Now, if you read the actual, they're not quotes; they're paraphrases in their story. They're pretty vague, and I got a feeling that uh, when it actually comes out, that uh, that they're not going to be nearly as bombshell as what they've been represented. But they are selling a lot of books. John Bolton um, pre-released on Amazon his book immediately after the New York Times leaked this, which leads me to believe that it was probably uh, his publicist or the people or his publishers that did this in order to sell books. He's going to make a lot of money. And they, uh, you know, the, the ghostwriter probably went to him uh, along with the public relations people, the promotions people and said, well, you know, if you just shade this statement this way, it'll get a lot of attention and we'll sell a lot of books and you'll be set for life and your family will as well. But <clears throat> it's pretty clear now that, uh, Mitt Romney and uh, Susan Collins and the rest of them have all they need to uh, to cuck out on the president, and you know they're going to call for witnesses, and the poor senators are going to be locked in there for who knows how long. Because uh, it, it, if they're going to drag John Bolton forward, they're they're uh, delusional if they think that they're not going to get to the bottom of uh, of what actually went on in the Ukraine with the Bidens. Here's the Democrat sign. This is Chucky Schumer, uh, you know, trying to knock the Republicans off their demands for uh, to call the Bidens. Hunter Biden has nothing to do with the facts of this trial. And it sort of shows something. Really? Hunter Biden has nothing to do with the facts of this trial. Uh, the Hunter Biden is central to this trial. <clears throat> we got to determine whether or not it was legitimate for Donald Trump to be asking about Joe and Hunter Biden's corruption in the Ukraine. Um, it was not only his uh, job, but he would have been negligent if he had not tried to get to the bottom of it. I think it confirms something. President Trump is so obsessed with Joe Biden and Hunter Biden that he's willing to risk our elections and our national security to go after him. And now the president and his lawyers are willing to risk the solemnity and purpose of an impeachment trial. <laughs> He's willing to risk the solemnity of the impeachment trial. I, I don't think there was anything solemn about the Democrats case, but he's basically arguing there to, you know, the, the president ought to sit still and be solemn while we, we put on this, this sham trying to remove him from office. But I think Pam Bondi, uh, nailed down the case that uh, Hunter Biden's got to be called when here's just a short clip. So Hunter Biden is paid over $83,000 a month while the average American family of four during that time each year made less than $54,000. And that's according to U.S. Census Bureau during that time. And this is what's been reported about his work on the board. The Washington Post said, quote, what specific duties Hunter Biden carried out for Burisma are not fully known, end quote. The New Yorker reported, quote, 
Once or twice a year, he attended Burisma board meetings and energy forums that took place in Europe, end quote. When speaking with ABC News about his qualifications to be on Burisma's board, Hunter Biden didn't point to any of the usual qualifications of a board member. Hunter Biden had no experience in natural gas, no experience in the energy sector, no experience with Ukrainian regulatory affairs. As far as we know, he doesn't speak Ukrainian. So naturally, the media has asked questions about his board membership. Why was Hunter Biden on this board? I can tell you why Hunter Biden was on the board, on the board uh, because Burisma was paying for protection. Duties, he didn't have any duties. He attended a couple of seminars, not even in the Ukraine. It was a no-show job. It was, it was merely a bribe, a bribe to Joe Biden through his son, Hunter, to do exactly what Joe Biden ended up doing, and that was firing the prosecutor that was uh, investigating Burisma. And their response is, oh, everyone wanted the prosecutor fired. That was official American policy. Well, yeah, I guess it was official American policy. Guess who set official American policy when it came to Ukraine? Uh, uh, Joe Biden did. And he says, well, the, the, the um, International Monetary Fund wanted the prosecutor fired. Yeah, the United States uh, calls the shots at the International Monetary Fund. Well, everybody in Europe wanted them fired. Well, where's the evidence of that? They have produced absolutely no evidence that it was official policy to fire the prosecutor in the Ukraine. They just keep saying it as if, um, you know, eventually it will become the truth. If you repeat a lie often enough, it'll become the truth. We've seen no evidence whatsoever that it was official uh, policy or that all the Europeans wanted uh, the prosecutor Shokin fired right at the very time he was starting to seize assets from Burisma. Even CNN, old Jeffrey Tubin over there, had to admit that Pam Bondi was uh, uh, Pam Bondi was hitting home. I thought Attorney General Bondi did an effective job of showing how sleazy the hiring of Hunter Biden was. I mean, there is no way to dress that up. Um, he was given a great deal of money for a job he was unqualified for, um, and the only reason he got it is because he was the vice president's son. Uh, the only reason he got it is because he's the vice president's son, and he was and Burisma was paying for protection, and they weren't just paying Hunter Biden; they were also pa- paying. Um, Oh, what's that? I got an Amber Alert on the phone. Um, they were also paying uh, Devin Archer, fundraiser and protege of John Kerry. Now, John Kerry's stepson, Chris Hines, actually wrote a letter to the State Department saying, I have no part of this. Don't count me. You know, there was a story that was broken by Politico yesterday that Hunter Biden's brother, I think it was uh, Frank Biden, was engaged in uh, uh, corruption as well. His whole family was. That's been brought out by uh, Peter Schweitzer's book, um, Profiles in Corruption. But this is an interesting story that's hitting the mainstream media. And if, if uh, if they bring Joe Biden up there, if they want witnesses, and Joe Biden is uh, subject to cross-examination on this. He is going to just be destroyed because uh, in this impeachment hearing, there are no rules of evidence. There are no rulings on relevancy. And even if there were, they would be able to argue similar transactions. Joe Biden's brother, 
bought an acre of land on a Caribbean island, a former uh, military base, which is probably he had some sort of inside uh, uh, corruption on that too. Bought an acre of land with a beautiful ocean front view for $150,000. He, he took this acre of land and he divided it into three parcels in the very next year. He sold one of those three parcels for the same price that he paid for the whole uh, piece of land, $150,000, to a lobbyist with close ties to Joe Biden. And then that lobbyist who was uh, you know, asking for Joe Biden when he was a senator to do favors for him, that same lobbyist turned right around and and gave a mortgage to Biden's brother for the total amount of the property, gave him a $150,000 mortgage. I mean, this is just a, a long pattern with Joe Biden. Joe Biden can't stand the scrutiny of a cross-examination with no rules of evidence to, to try to, uh, to argue. It will be destroyed. And that's why I say if the Democrats thought that you know, moving forward with this impeachment insanity was going to help Joe Biden. It has, in fact, had just the opposite effect. So CNN, this is CNN. Look, he also knows deep in his heart that Donald... Well, I guess I need to set this up. This is uh, Don Lemon last night. You've probably heard this clip. We're going to play it anyway because I want to comment on it. He's on there with um, with a couple of guests, um, and this is uh, this is just a, a, a an insight into exactly what they think of their viewers. Look, he also knows deep in his heart that Donald Trump couldn't find Ukraine on a map if you had the letter U and a picture of an actual physical crane <laughs> next to it. He knows that this is, you know, an, an administration defined by ignorance of the world. And so that's to their base, oh, playing to their audience, uh, you know, the, the, the credulous boomer rube demo that backs Donald Trump, um, that, that wants to think that, that, that Donald Trump's a smart one and they're, oh, y'all, y'all, y'all elitists are dumb. <laughs> you, you elitists with your geography and your maps and your spelling, even though my your math and your reading. Yeah, you're reading, you know. Your geography, knowing other countries, sipping your latte. All those lines on the map. <laughs> Only them elitists know where Ukraine is. Sorry, I apologize. But you know what? But, but it was Rick's fault. I blame Rick. Oh my God. But, you know, but, but in all honesty, but all, blame you know what Rick. NPR should Why do? Why not? Sorry, hold on. You, wait, wait. Can wait, I tell give you what? Me a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry. That was good. Sorry. Don Lamont on CNN. I guess they're ridiculing Southerners there, claiming Southerners are ignorant while they go on air and alienate half of their audience or more. You know who else was a Southerner? Ted Turner was a Southerner and talked with a heavy Southern accent. He's the one that created CNN. He took a small UHF uh, station in Atlanta, Georgia, and turned it into uh, CNN. And he, he turned it into, uh, you know, 
the number one source for news in the world. And now the cosmopolitan types like Don Lemon have wrecked CNN with the lowest ratings of any cable news network. An absolute embarrassment. And they've got Don Lemon going on and criticizing Southerners, saying that they're ignorant hicks. Ted Turner would fire Don Lemon on the spot. And it's just a, a, a shame. It's, it's an absolute tragedy what Jeff Zucker and these uh, New York cosmopolitans have done to the cable news network, CNN. Used to be the most trusted name in news. Now it's the most uh, disgraced name in news. And Don Lamont is carrying on that disgraced tradition over there, along with Fredo. we got to run out to a break. When we come back, we'll catch up on what's happening out in Iowa. And we'll take a look at this coronavirus and whether or not you ought to be worried. Stick with us. You're going to hear two messages, and then we'll be right back. Right here on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Stick with us. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. This episode is sponsored by schwanns.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture. From an America First perspective. So as we went out, I was playing you that clip from CNN with Don Lamont and that guy, uh, Rick, uh, the, the little bald head uh, midget. Um, I can't remember his last name. He was on there with another one of these uh, Democrats uh, uh, just ridiculing and claiming that uh, Trump supporters and apparently Southerners are ignorant and and illiterate. <laughs> you know, and you wonder, or I guess uh, the people over at CNN wonder why their ratings are in the tank. They're going on insulting people based on their uh, their geography, where where they're where they're born, where they live, what culture they uh, they grew up in. And if it was just CNN, it, you know, it might be okay. But this uh, this same sort of hatred of people is uh, has taken deep root in the Democrat Party. 
there was a clip I found of uh, a fellow named John Ossoff. He was a former candidate uh, who ran uh, for a congressional seat uh, where I where I lived in Atlanta. He uh, he he ran and lost. He was uh, you know one, another one of these Harvard educated snots that uh, that didn't even actually live in the congressional district. But uh, but ran over there, and the Democrat Party poured huge amounts of money to try to beat uh, uh, Karen Handel. She was a former Secretary of State for Georgia to take that seat. It had been a seat that was uh, occupied by Price, um, the the uh, the doctor that was the original HHS Secretary in the uh, Trump administration that had to leave. But, uh, but he lost, and evidently he's out, and this John Ossoff character is out in Iowa campaigning. And he was caught uh, addressing a crowd, and here's what he had to say. We need to send a message this year. We need to send a message that if you indulge this kind of politics, you're not just going to get beat. You're going to get beaten so bad you can never run or show your face again in public. Because we have had enough, absolutely enough, of what we are getting from Donald Trump and his fellow travelers right now. We've had all we're going to take from Donald Trump and his uh, his supporters. We need to make it where they can't show their face in public, says John Ossoff, a Harvard-educated uh, elitist who's out there in Iowa campaigning. I mean, this is... This is um, and and you, know, you notice when they make these statements, they never cite... Exactly what it is that Donald Trump's supposed to be doing that is making them so angry. I guess it's that prosperous economy and that, uh, you know, those fat 401ks and, and everybody being able to get jobs and, and, uh, and pay raises finally. I guess uh, it's, it's, you know, trying to make, um, uh, bring our foreign policy back in line with American interests. But they are very, very angry. You know, the New York Times hired the editor of BuzzFeed to work for them. BuzzFeed's editor-in-chief, Ben Smith, this is the the outlet that, uh, you know, published the dossier when it was obviously a a bogus bunch of uh, lies. It's a, a, a cat blog is what Tucker Carlson likes to call it. But he is sufficiently... Uh, suffering from Trump derange syndrome, apparently, that they're going to hire him over at the New York Times. I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but uh, <laughs> it is kind of amazing when you consider what a discredited uh, rag bug, BuzzFeed is, and now they're going to bring him right into the, the uh, flagship, the paper of record. So Joe Biden's out there in Iowa uh, claiming that, uh, you know, the reason Donald Trump was interested in what he and his son were up to over in the Ukraine and in China and all of these other hotbeds of corruption is because Donald Trump is scared of Joe Biden. Let's remember one thing, why the man's on trial. I'm the second guy. He's afraid of running this. He's afraid of running against me. Oh, yeah, Donald Trump is shaking in his boots. He couldn't stand on the debate stage with with uh, Joe Biden. 
Joe Biden's got this uh, this thing where he tries to play all macho. He, I guess he doesn't realize he, at this point he's a frail old man, but uh, he's he's still out there, you know, talking in these uh, these macho terms. As much as he's trying to destroy me and my family, I hope I've demonstrated I can take a punch. And if I'm unnominated, he's going to understand what punches mean. Uh, I'm going to punch him. He's going to understand what punches mean. I might take him out behind the gym and give him a beating. And apparently uh, Joe Biden really believes this stuff because there was a clip <clears throat> that we saw online yesterday of uh, of Joe Biden talking with a, a voter in Iowa. And this voter uh, happened to, you know, try to engage him and saying that uh, right now uh, he, he supported somebody else. But this normally would be a, a prime time for a candidate to try to to win a voter. But in this clip, and you'll have to go online to look at it, he sort of manhandles this voter. He grabs his collar. He, he pokes him in the chest. Um, he gets up in his face. And this clip is kind of hard to uh, to understand. It's, it's not great audio. I'm going to play it for you anyway and just try to describe to you what's going on. So then you want to replace these gas lines. That's not going to work. We, we, we got to stop building and replacing pipelines. Go vote for someone else. All right, thanks so much, sir. So at that point, Biden says, go vote for someone else. Now he's grabbing him by his collar. He, he's wearing an open coat and he's grabbing him by the coat. Even the general, he treated yeah, I know. So, <laughs> not. Well, can I have a, you're asking a picture of me. You're coming up and telling me you don't support me. My plan. Yeah, you did. You said you I said I would support you in the general. In the general. I'm right. looking for a primary. We're happy to get a That's what I'm looking for, okay? Do you believe that Bernie can do something by 2030? I'm not just supporting Tom That's good. He's the guy that did more. We have a long line. So during this exchange, Joe Biden's putting this hands all over this voter in a very sort of you know um aggressive way he's got his handler there who's desperately trying to uh, to get this you know broken up and moved on and it just it just shows uh joe biden is not working he's tried this twice before he 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 failed to ever break out of the single digits in his two previous runs for president and now he is the savior of the establishment Democrat Party. And they, they, they went so far as to weaponize an impeachment so that they could lock up his main competitors out there. And that has boomeranged on them. And even with Bernie Sanders locked up in the Senate and Elizabeth Warren locked up in the Senate, he can't, he can't close the deal in Iowa. They're telling us he's going to, he's going to uh, take Donald Trump by storm, uh, a sitting incumbent with a great economy, with a great record to run on, and, and old Joe Biden. The only reason that uh, that Donald Trump is uh, curious about the corruption that went on with the previous previous administration is because he's afraid to run against Joe Biden. And you got to sort of put in context exactly what what kind of deal. Joe Biden's not able to close in Iowa. He is losing by 15 points to a a, a communist, a, a, a Marxist at the very least. Here's a, here's one of the people 
of the Democrat Party, one of the um, the head strategists for the Democrat Party, commenting on what's going on. I, I canvassed with someone who's like. Uh, oh, that's not the clip. Get it right, Jim. Here we go. Because right now, the Democrat Party has a self-proclaimed socialist, communist sympathizer in Bernie Sanders, who is leading their primary race. I think every state in the union is in play, except possibly the People's Republic of California. And when you look at the fact that the folks in Wildwood, they have had to reopen seasonal resorts that are closed in the winter. They have had to recall employees just to handle the tens of thousands of people who have requested tickets and have already shown up there's there's more people in line right now than this place can even handle there's probably more people in line in wildwood new jersey to see donald trump as there are um in all of the events that joe biden has been able to assemble out in iowa put together but donald trump is afraid of joe biden the the Democrat Party is now sort of in uh, all out panic mode because everything they've done to prop up Joe Biden has failed, and now they've got this um, this Marxist candidate Bernie Sanders that is exposing the true nature of their party, and it's going to alienate uh, you know their money people. It's going to alienate their uh, their working class people who who really just want jobs and, and good wages. And all of this is uh, in light of what's been going on with Project Veritas, who has infiltrated the Bernie Sanders campaign. They caught one of uh, his uh, paid campaign organizers out in Iowa proposing that they um, that they execute people who oppose their revolution, that they uh, do away with Congress if Bernie's elected so that he can run the uh the government, you know, just with his cabinet. And then you thought, well, maybe that was just a one-off. Maybe that's, you know, just a, a, a crazy that uh, somehow sneaked in. Project Veritas then turned around and went out to South Carolina and found another campaign worker, paid campaign worker, advocating for the same thing, revolution, violent revolution. I played you the clips here on this uh, this show. I'm not going to play them for you again. Okay, once, twice, maybe, you know, maybe it's just a coincidence. Maybe it's just, um, you know, they didn't know. Well, now Project Veritas is out with yet another of these undercover videos that goes right inside of call center in, in Iowa and, uh, and captured um, a campaign worker there admitting that uh, the Bernie Sanders campaign attracts communists and Marxists and, and anarchists, and they're in the campaign. I, I canvassed with someone who's like uh, uh, an anarchist, and I canvassed with someone who's you know, more, more of a Marxist Leninist. And so we do a track, I mean, we track some um, you know, radical, radical, like truly radical people to the campaign. Um, but uh, that's obviously not, like, outward-facing. That's obviously not outward-facing. We can't. Well, I guess it is outward-facing now thanks to uh, O'Keefe and Project Veritas. Democrats are in a absolute freakout because apparently their Marxist candidate is going to win Iowa and probably New Hampshire, and it's a huge lead out in California. California has moved up their primary schedule. 
uh, it used to be in, in June toward the end of the primaries. They've moved it up to March so they can have a bigger effect. And it, it's a huge, I think it's winner-take-all uh, primary, and Bernie Sanders is winning in California. This is the Democrats' worst nightmare. They're going to have this caucus in Iowa. They're they're hoping against hope that Bernie Sanders is going to lose. He's not. He's been been there for five years, building up his his ground game. And they don't any longer have uh, you know Hillary Clinton owning the Democrat National Committee, lock, stock, and barrel, uh, conspiring you know to beat Bernie Sanders. One of the things that I thought was a shame is uh, Joe Rogan. He's got the biggest podcast in the world. He came out and and uh, basically said that he was going to vote for Bernie Sanders in the primary, which <laughs> very disappointing in Joe Rogan. He you know he always seemed like a normal guy to me, but um, you know he he sort of speaks his mind on his podcast, and he's had guests on with differing opinions that have not towed the Democrat line, and so. All of the the uh, leftist Democrats are freaking out, insisting that Bernie Sanders disavow Joe Rogan's endorsement. So Joe Rogan says, uh, "You know, I'm I'm going to vote for Bernie Sanders." Got huge influence. Joe Rogan does, and Bernie's you know he's not sufficiently uh, pure. He has he's made statements before, and we've got to disavow him. We've got to expunge him. That's what you get, Joe. You get in bed with these leftists, and they will most certainly um, turn on you. Hillary Clinton's uh, back. She's making noises as if she as if she might parachute into the Democrat convention and and try to, you know, uh, become the nominee without have, having to actually get people to vote for her in the primaries. And she's accusing. Now get this. She's accusing Mark Zuckerberg of trying to, Mark Zuckerberg, the the head of Facebook, of trying to reelect Donald Trump. In a new interview over the weekend, she accused Mark Zuckerberg of being an authoritarian and of trying to reelect President Trump. Now, if you if you've been, spent any time on Facebook, you know that if you uh, engage in conservative politics or express your support for Trump, that they will throttle you, that they will shadow ban you, that they will do everything they can to suppress your opinions. But not according to Hillary Clinton. She says it's Trumpian, it's authoritarian. Talking about Facebook's policy of allowing Donald Trump to uh, have an ad campaign on Facebook. She wants Donald Trump's ads taken down. She says they have to be fact-checked to conform to the Democrat worldview. And, of course, you know, we've heard these these um, undercover uh, audio tapes out of Facebook showing that they're suppressing uh, Donald Trump and his supporters. But that's not good enough for the Democrats and Hillary Clinton. They've got to be banned outright. Anything that they, any ad they put out is be, has to be declared as uh, untruthful and taken down. In the uh, in the current primary, it's quite clear that um, 
Facebook is supporting Elizabeth Warren as their candidate. And Elizabeth Warren is out there, of course, promising to forgive all student debt on her very first day in office. She's going to use an executive authority to forgive everybody's student debt. And she was confronted on the trail by a, a father who had done what he is supposed to do, saved and worked to send his children to college. And he had a very interesting question for Elizabeth Warren. She did. She laughed in his face. She said, of course, you're not going to get your money back. And this is, uh, this is what's called moral hazard. You take people who have done what they were supposed to do, worked hard, paid for their, uh, their own children's education. Now she's going to come in and, uh, just, uh, you know, let everybody else have a free ride. And the guy, like the guy in the, in the uh, audio clip and me, who worked hard, worked extra, worked overtime, saved their money to send their children to college, they're going to get to turn right around and pay for the people who didn't do that. They're going to be able to, they're going to have their taxes go to pay back their lack of responsibility. Moral hazard. This is, this is how uh, Marxism destroys a self-reliant um, society. And uh, Elizabeth Warren's newest campaign pitch out in Iowa is that she is going to, if she's elected president, she's going to prosecute Donald Trump and she's going to go after his cabinet and his supporters. So she's going to have some sort of Maoist purge if she gets elected. She's going to go after the opposition party. Donald Trump has not been accused of any crimes his cabinet has not been accused of any crimes, but Elizabeth Warren's going to hold them to account because they're deplorables. They're the kind of people that Don Lemon over there at CNN likes to ridicule. So the coronavirus, why did they name this virus after a Mexican beer? One of my favorite beers. It's not a laughing matter, obviously, the uh, this is uh, shaping up to be a major contagion. And even Hong Kong, uh, a relatively small island off of the uh, coast of mainland China, has closed its border to, uh, to flights from the mainland. So has Singapore. So has Mongolia. But oddly enough, the United States is still allowing air traffic from China, they've issued a, a warning, so it's they're they're aware of the the danger. But this is a, an extremely dangerous virus. I don't know how up to speed you are on it, but what's really dangerous about it is the way they're screening people for these flights. Is they're taking their temperature. Well, this 
this virus has a two-week incubation period. So you have no way of knowing that the people that uh, you're allowing to to come to America from these affected areas are not infected just because they're not showing symptoms. I got a clip here. This is a fellow named Vanaridge on uh, on YouTube talking about the coronavirus. So then you want to replace these gas lines. That's not going to work. Damn it, Jim. Get the right clip. Oh. Where is it? Where is it? I might not be able to find it. Let me try. Let me try going up here and looking. Here we go. Governments around our world are warning that the crackdown. Governments around our world are warning that the crack on the 2019 coronavirus out of Wuhan, out of China, may not be enough to contain it. Hospitalization death rates. The fatality from those individuals that require hospitalization is at 14% right now. That is a number that can barely be conceived when we look at things like the seasonal flu, the annual flu virus, which you have a below 1% mortality rate. You have a disease that affects mostly the very young and the very old or those with compromised immune systems. With this disease, with the 2019 coronavirus, researchers are warning that this is affecting all age groups. They stress that this virus's ability to mutate and to transmit between individuals is something that they haven't seen before and something that they have been warning about, that they have been stressing about in pandemic preparedness for decades. So I'm kind of wondering why the hell we're still allowing flights to come in from China or why we're allowing anybody, any American to fly to China because once they do that, if they come down with this virus, then it's going to be up to the American government to, to try to rescue them. Absolutely. that This, is, uh, this virus that is um, mutating rapidly and spreading throughout China is so bad that the stock market and and these people know what they're talking about. When money's on the line, they bring in the best experts. The stock market has fallen by 450 points. We've basically lost all the gains that we made uh, in the stock market this year. They're so spooked by uh, the, the possible consequences of this virus, and yet we're still allowing these flights to come in. Well, let's uh, let's talk about a little bit of good news because I would rather light a candle than curse the darkness. The Supreme Court recently ruled on a five to four decision uh, that yes, the Trump administration can uh, withhold green cards from people who become a so-called public charge. In other words, if you're in the country, um, you know, on a visa and uh, you're applying for a green card and you're uh, likely to end up on welfare or food stamps or Medicare, Medicaid, then they are going to deny you a green card. That is absolutely the same exact policy that most nations in this world take. They don't allow you to come in if you're going to be a drain on the the uh, uh, the taxpayers. 
They allow people to come in that are going to be able to contribute to the economy. And a, a really encouraging thing that happened with this ruling is uh, there were a couple of uh, uh, um, concurring opinions that were written by Neil Gorsuch and Clarence Thomas that criticize these nationwide injunctions, these court orders that are used to block administration policy nationwide. And, uh, and Bill Barr has also spoken out against this. This is an abuse of, of the judicial authority. In a speech last year to the American Law Institute, Barr said that these nationwide injunctions have frustrated executive policy for most of this president's turn with no clear end in sight. We're more, more than halfway through the president's term, and the administration has not been able to rescind the signature immigration in- initiative of the last administration, even though that initiative rests entirely on executive discretion. He's talking, of course, about the DACA, Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals Initiative. You've had these left-wing judges, mostly in the Ninth Circuit Court, which uh, President Trump is busy uh, trans, uh, transforming, but they have reliably step forward to block every sort of attempt by this administration to secure the border. But uh, by the time it gets up to the Supreme Court, they're overturned and found uh, these rulings to be without merit. Facebook is now going to show you how you can escape their surveillance. Have you ever suspected that your, your phone is listening to you? And turning on your camera to capture what's going on. Have you ever spoken about a product or or something? And then next thing you know, you're being bombarded with Facebook ads. I remember it wasn't that long ago that I I, I complained that my back was hurting. I just, you know, said that in a conversation. Wasn't an email, wasn't a text message. It wasn't even on a cell phone. Next thing I know, I'm getting all of these back pain remedies ads on Facebook. That is some creepy stuff. And now Facebook is showing you exactly how they are stalking you, even when you're not on Facebook. They've got a new app. It's called Off Facebook Activity. And it will show you the last 180 days of data Facebook has collected on you. Just the fact that they're admitting that is scary. But I guess it's good that we uh, the mask is finally off and we're actually aware of this. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. I want to thank you for joining us. We're going to uh, start hearing questions from the senators in impeachment. And we'll talk a little bit about that, but we'll talk mostly about other stuff. I want to thank you for joining us. I invite you back here again tomorrow right here on Mojo 5 Radio. As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. 
That's questcovid19.com. Whether you host a nightly dinner party for two or five, keeping your eating and dining area clean helps keep your mind on the dinner party and not on the cleanup afterwards. Viva paper towels clean like cloth, trapping splatters and sauces that could become countertop stains or stuck on messes. And they're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. For an exceptional cloth-like paper towel, there's Viva. Visit vivatowels.com to soak up the clean feeling of home.